welcome to UX Panther season 3 where i dushyant kanungo talk to the leaders in the design field about their journey and what inspires them to be the best i also touch upon the aspects of the industry such as jobs trends and challenges to name a few this podcast is presented by galaxy ux studio and powered by galaxy weblinks an inc 5000 company hello everyone This is your host Dushyant Kanungo with another episode of the UX Panther podcast. Today we have a guest who is an artist, educator and innovator all wrapped into one. Whether he's teaching, designing courses, jamming up with his metal pan or making stunning oil paintings, his creative spirit knows no bounds. With over 22 years of experience, he brings his expertise in user-centered design and Shopify brands to deliver exceptional experiences. His commitment to innovation and collaboration has led him to work with renowned brands like Nestle, Samsung and Discovery Channel. Please welcome our guest today, the design lead at Def, Yarek Khwatik. Uh hello everyone. Uh hi Dashant, it's nice to be here. Uh that's a great introduction. I didn't expect that. It's a great summary of of my career. Uh I would just add to it I'm most of all I'm I'm just uh you know normal guy a father of two um I I live my um I guess boring life uh in Montreal um yeah and I'm I'm happy to be here <laughs> just by the introduction i mean you are do a lot of stuff you are a family man as well so how do you juggle all the things together you know it's it's definitely difficult with small children i'm i'm not going to lie i have a daughter which she is now 11 and she's a super easy child but then 4 years 4 years old we had a son we have a son and he is a total uh, i don't know how to describe him but you need four pairs of eyes to be <laughs> to be you know where what's going on in, in your house and he's he's everywhere doing everything and doing some very dangerous things so you have we have to be very careful so we're right. saying that it's it's really like something called life and work balance is it sounds easier than it is that depends a lot of on what is your personal life looks like like with with small children is definitely more difficult so for me currently i'm in the phase of looking after my son a lot <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. you are from poland and now you live in montreal canada so mm-hmm. how is the journey been like i mean how did you started off in your career and uh, how you ended up where you are at the moment yeah uh, so to be honest i from as far as re- i remember I, i knew i want to be an artist and i remember when i was a child i was just looking uh, at uh, other people works and trying to replicate re- replicate it even if i was since since i remember really and i always knew i'm going to be an artist and i did it i went to artistic high high school then i went to art academy 
and uh, I didn't know much about design at this at this point. Uh, what I knew is it's hard to be an artist and live from art. <laughs> and then I came across uh, design by friends I met in in the art academy. Some of them are, were already working in in the industry, in the design industry, and they pulled me into that really. And then I got just really fascinated with it, and I discovered I'm good in it. So yeah, I did a bunch of things. I I really started as a photographer. I was doing a photo shooting of food, and then I started making the catalogs with that food, and and the ball kept rolling. I got more and more work, uh, design-related work. And uh, so that's led me to, I became an art director, then the creative director in uh, advertising agencies. Uh, that was really 15 years, I think, of my life, advertising agencies. And then I decided that there's not much else I can do in, in that realm. Um, I couldn't really see what what else I can do, how far I can go uh, with this skill set in this country. So me and my wife, we decided let's change everything. Let's make a huge step and let's move uh, to Canada. And that's what we did. Um, I went to college. Uh, I studied this, uh, design and um, development program at George Brown College in, in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got in touch with professors that, that they later on, they invited me to teach at the, the same college. Yeah, I'm working now uh, in uh, the e-commerce design agency. So yeah, that's that's my path, I guess. There's, there's always a cultural context with people uh, who are in the design field. Now you have been a career designer, you have studied art and everything. What is the cultural context of uh, traveling and knowing the other things which are happening in two different worlds, Europe and uh, North America? There is always going to be some um, gaps that you can actually bring your sensibilities from how people are operating or behaving around the user experience of software or any mm -hmm. other product you're developing, and now you are there. So is there any learnings that you think that, you know, help you with um, with regards to the cultural context, adding the cultural context uh, to the solutions? Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I take a lot from the European uh, experiences that I had. Honestly, when I came to Canada and and that, that was the biggest surprise for me because I was expecting like very advanced technologies and yes they exist here but they are not implemented so intensely i would say as in europe like i feel like europe is a little bit more people get used to technology more and they more they feel more comfortable with technology uh, so at the same time we can as designers we can give them more advanced solutions more often mm -hmm. where I feel like in in Canada and I'm, I'm not sure about United States probably that that's going to be a, a, another different story but in Canada I feel like there's so much to improve there's so much to do that 
honestly, when I when when we just came to Canada, I was excited about the amount of opportunities, amount of work that I, I saw that needs to be done here. I think it has majority to do with uh, that because whenever we think about Canada, everybody just talk about either Montreal or Toronto or um, the the urban areas, but they always uh, fail to mention that it's it's a huge country with a majority of. Um, Canada, which falls under the rural uh, side of things. I mean, if you talk about anything which is uh, further north or in the central Canada or western Canada, um, I think there is always going to be a huge number of people who are still uh, coping up with the tech, the connectivity. And then uh, so that context actually is quite different from densely populated um, areas. So maybe uh, the same thing you can see if you're designing something for, say, central us uh, states or midwest there is always mm -hmm. going to be a certain amount of simplification that you have to build in so designs that we are selling for new york are always going to be different from what you sell at uh, in 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 silicon valley because the understanding and the adoption is always going to be that case which which varies between the two countries mm -hmm. um so on, on the same note about the variance which is coming in um you come from the art uh, and design, uh, you know, art background, and now you are into the digital design. What is the UX overlap that you see? With art, the UX overlap with art is definitely, uh, if it comes to the problem that design, UX design is, uh, the goal is to solve problems, where art is really to expose problems. So it's, there is this connection. Um, also, if it comes to design thinking or design of thinking about the solutions, I would always advise to every designer to go big with, with your ideas. There is no such a thing as a bad idea at the moment when, you, when you're ideating. There's no such a thing as bad idea because bad something considered bad idea may lead you to another idea, may inspire uh, better solutions. Uh, so I always advise put everything on the paper, think big, think impossible. Uh, and it's not really just about art kind of a thinking when you're thinking like abstract and thinking uh, about things impossible. Think of like take Einstein. Hank came up with uh, his uh, theories. He developed a process called experiments, which is thinking about something impossible because there is no way to make it reality. But just because he uh, he's thinking about it, he's able to come with some incredible ideas and solutions. And I find that, so there's another overlap, science, art, and design, where the, the common uh, factor is, is that thinking outside of the box, thinking about what it takes really to make things happen. That's very interesting take on the subject. And I do believe that design thinking always starts with not just trying or thinking about it, what is possible, but 
you know, what is the best solution there could be. And then uh, applying the sensibilities of, of the feasibility or the general capacity of the team that you have or the resources that you have at hand. But I think it is amazing to just reverse engineering the solution that, you know, can best fit the entire scale of uh, the, yeah. the solution that we are talking about. Mm -hmm. All right. So with that, I have my UX banter flashcards, which are rapid fire. So mm -hmm. here there are a few questions which will help us know more about you. Okay. All right. Let's, so let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so are you stay in person or dine out? Out. Definitely out. out. All right. So do you cook? I do. What I is your do, uh, for, uh, I I like to experiment, honestly, <laughs> as, as you can tell from my art background. So I I just experiment a lot. Uh, I don't think there's a one dish that I mastered really because every time I do it differently. <laughs> All right. So sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. I like mornings a lot. And you are able to manage sunrises because, you know, for me, it's like I love sunrises, but never actually catch one unless I'm, you know, up all night and seeing one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I really enjoy sleeping, but uh, I, I sleep well when it's dark. <laughs> that means <laughs> when... When the sun rises, I wake up immediately, and uh, this is the most productive time for me in the morning, the morning time. So this is where I do some of my work, where I I have time before my family wake up. I have time for myself, really, to do some my own personal projects or just chill out, really. <laughs> but I, I really love, I really love that period of of, of a day when when I'm just there alone with the rising sun and my coffee. All right. So the next question is books or movies? Both. I, it's difficult for me to choose. Uh, I love I love really storytelling, I would say. And the medium is uh, secondary. All right. So your favorite film? Uh, Donnie Darko, I think. I, I like that too. It's, it's an amazing film. <laughs> it is. It's, it's very weird at the same time. I, I like things that are not straightforward. And the book, I think I'm going to say books by Donna Tart. Donna Tart, uh, write, she writes not, she wrote just three books, I think. I'm pretty sure. And each of the, these books, it took her like 10 years to write. But they all, uh, are very packed with emotions, with um, anxiety. Uh, so this is another thing that I love. I I love to, I love emotions. And this is this is also a, a reason why I'm um, I'm excited about experience design because a lot of this uh, is based on emotions. We really want to evoke emotions. In, in the user okay window or aisle seat window window definitely okay. uh yeah i live in clouds uh, on a daily basis <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
and do you get to sit on the window seat all the time with wife and two kids? I yeah, think it's... no, it's difficult <laughs> with kids especially. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite holiday destination is? Uh, my favorite holiday destination is wherever I haven't been yet. No? Yes, uh, I, I just like to see different thing, things every time. Um, right, so any trips planned for when I, when, I, when I was a kid, I, I loved seaside in Poland, but that's only because I had an uncle there and uh, it was just easy, convenient. I could spend two, spend two months there. Um, but honestly, now I just uh i i just want to see the world so now because i'm still new to canada i'm exploring areas here i moved uh, from toronto to montreal two years ago so now we're exploring the area around montreal in, in quebec so the next trip will be actually this weekend we're going to quebec city there about this time of the year i think fall colors are amazing in canada and when fall comes i mean all of a sudden my feed uh, starts filling up with friends posting photos from uh, the city and the instagram is amazing so yeah i can i can totally understand it's a beautiful place to be and i'd like to definitely make my holidays sometime in canada uh but uh hopefully fingers crossed uh that will happen <laughs> yeah there's so, a lot to explore it's a huge country all right so with that i'm going to put my cards back and we learned a lot about you and i hope that it gives you some time to retrospect about all the things which are going on in parallel um so we were just talking about that you uh, started um, as a student and then you are now exploring the community side of things and uh, you really like to interact with people who are coming in from the different backgrounds but in the same industry and domain so how is it you know you know is working in in montreal how do you why do you think that the networking and everything is is a key part in uh, as a designer and why do we want to make sure that the conversations stay relevant i would say it's not just relevant to designers but uh, to every creative person and uh, i mean some to every person that likes to uh, interact with with other creators i used to do a lot of stuff i was in bands since i was 14 i think so this is Collaborating with other people is in my blood. It's something that I feel like it's the most effective way to do some incredible things, to just to take from each other uh, some inspiration and create something together. Uh, in Montreal, I don't. I'm. I'm still. I'm still looking for those uh collaborations um i'm i'm uh, like like you already know i'm drawn towards art and design i like yeah. doing a bunch of different things so honestly every time i meet i meet new person uh, i'm my first thing first thought is what can we do together 
let's 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 create something new <laughs> this is majority of my conversations yeah i mean on, on the same note the question comes to back which is um remote working for designers do you mm. think that it is you know less productive than going back to office working from home how is it that impacting um in in the creative side of things and the solution that people are coming up with i mean my company is 100 remote uh, but we do meet uh, about you know three times a year four times a year we have uh, you know a resort uh, the company resort where we go and uh, it's always one team or the other over the weekends who stay there and they just hang out. Um, but that is the only time that we spend rather than, uh, you know, the rest of the, it is all completely done remotely. And we are doing it quite well for last four years now since, since COVID. Um, so do you think that there is a big difference in the attitude or approaches, or do you think that the in-person association could still bear better results than what we are getting out of uh, the remote uh, engagements? I believe honestly it's a matter of adop adoption and I can tell from experience uh, working for already two years remotely and before that we majority of, of my clients uh, our interactions were online as well so honestly it, it's kind of a natural progression where we start to embrace the tools, the digital tools more and more uh, so that interactions, th this interaction became more natural, even though it's uh, through, the, through the screen of the computer. And a lot in, in terms of the creativity and uh, that bouncing ideas of each other, a lot depends on the person that facilitates the that that conversation um it's always the most important person it, it doesn't matter if this is a digital environment or or a meeting in the room uh, uh, we need someone to drive the conversation to create that um foundation for 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 discussion for creative discussion and then it's once we got to that point and it goes uh, easy i think clear communication becomes the core aspect of uh, the working together or the working environment yeah definitely definitely also working with students now i teach also online uh, so i started when the pandemic hit but now i still continue teaching online even even uh, mostly because I'm in, now I moved to Montreal and I still teach in Toronto. That's that's the real reason. Would I go to in-person teaching? Yes, I would do that because uh, I like the, the whole uh, mess that is, you know, connected with, with, with the school environment, the, the chaos, the, the movement of people, the uh i like that and this is something i'm i'm missing honestly but office is different because when you go to the office it's usually quiet people are working uh in their uh, rooms or cubics or, or whatever and then only in the like you know, i don't know coffee break there's more social situations uh, or or i don't know in, in 
uh, in the situations of uh, some internal meetings or whatever. But uh, that's 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 the big difference between the school and and the actual uh, working experience. It's it's that level of focus, I guess. So when you, um, as you, as you said, that you still teach online and the courses that you have, can you please tell us more about that? What do you teach and uh, what are the subject areas? And as I teach free courses, one is uh, called 2D visualizations, which is really uh, fundamentals of visual design. Uh, the, the other one is information design, so everything related to data, how to collect data, how to interpret that and visualize it uh, and take, uh, take conclusions from it. And the third one is uh, physical uh, interfaces. This one is very interesting because it's a merge between digital and physical world. Uh, we tend to think big uh, in terms of big installations. It's very often related to art as well, which I which I really love, and I'm always encouraging my students to go that route. So physical interfaces is basically how do you interact with digital space um, without very often without screen. So using sensors, maybe, or some other technology. So a course packed with technology, honestly. These days, those sort of art installations are, you know, popping up around the world. I was, um, I think, in Philips Museum in, in Eindhoven, uh, Netherlands, and I saw one where all the things of the data that you were actually looking at, it was divide, divide, uh, sorry, derived uh, from uh, the sensors which are collecting your data and then now you are part of the installation uh, the way it was being displayed so totally understand um, so where can somebody if they wish to learn more about the subject that you teach can uh, get in touch with you or join these courses um, I would advise going to uh, George Brown College uh, that's georgebrown.ca for more information about the design courses uh, um, my program is called interaction design if it comes to my own uh, work uh, you can visit uh, Yarek designer it's spelled j-a-r-e-k designer.com uh, you can see some of my projects there um and get in touch with me through the, through the website and that's probably the best way right all right and on on that note because you are uh, being a teacher uh and you get to interact with a lot of young minds to shape them up with the future what is your advice would be to someone who is just starting out their career in the design field what are the things that they should keep in mind uh, to follow through a journey for like next 10 years or 15 years uh, what advice would you give to them um, my main advice is don't kill any idea because you think it's bad that's um, I'm coming back to the same uh, thing that I said before but this is this is super important uh, and it happens very often when either 
if I look at my students or even uh, in in the industry, people are people tend to kill ideas too quick before they explore uh, the potential variants of that idea. Um, and be brave, honestly. This is this is uh, a key to success. Be be bold with your ideas. Uh, think of impossible and then think how to get there it's amazing i mean the advice that you just uh, gave i think uh, is one of the things which when i was studying i did my graduation from uh, bristol in uk and uh, we had the professor dan daniel buzzo i think in season one i recorded a session with him as well one episode for the bander podcast he now teaches at the university in uh, in, in i think in berlin that he uh, Code University Berlin that where he teaches he lives in Amsterdam so uh, when I asked him like uh, as, as as a teacher what is the next big thing that we should uh, start learning or what is going to be the tech idea that we should focus on and uh, the professor just said like you tell me because you are the ones who are going to be creating it mm -hmm. you are the one going to be creating a new service industry you are going to be experimenting with ideas and designs which are going to be the next uh, works of art that people are going to refer like 20 years from now they'll look back in a retrospective and they will look at that what the people or the designers from early 20th century were designing so yeah. that becomes a benchmark I mean we without realizing that everything that we are creating we look at 90s designs now we looked at early 2000 designs and now what we are creating it is definitely going to be a part of a showcase I mean sooner or later and the only thing which is keeping us from becoming that benchmark generation is not being brave enough and I think his ideas resonated with what you just said so I can just you know uh, I'm completely charged by the advice that you gave so anybody or everyone whoever is listening make sure that you follow through it's a very good advice and it is definitely going to help you in your career and uh, in, in a longer run I mean as the industry is evolving and growing from webmaster to web designer to uh, the UX and product designers and all the big names and now there's the destination called chief information officer now <laughs> it, things are just changing and evolving in at such a pace that you know nobody could saw that this could be a real job about um, 25 years ago I mean there were some people who were doing it but I think the wide amount of uh, uh, the community sizes the people everywhere whoever is interacting with one another is quite different so with that Yarek, I uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us today. Thank you, Dachin. It was a pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. And I hope that uh, you get a lot of messages and uh, community people in Montreal to get in touch with you after the podcast. And uh, you can find Yarek over uh, LinkedIn as well. Uh, so we are also going to tag him with the episode as we are going to share it over LinkedIn and other social media. So please feel free to get in touch and see what you guys can create together. Excited to uh, learn more about it in the future. So thank you very much and you all have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you. Bye-bye.